Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of Dreamer to Entrepreneur. We are so excited to have you here today for our newest episode and hope you enjoy it. So I feel like most of us have heard of the phrase, when I have my ducks in a row, and it pertains to so many different areas of life. You know, I'll have kids when I have enough money or can afford to, I'll go back to school when I have XYZ done. I'll, I don't know, go on this trip or do this thing or whatnot when I have my ducks in a row. But let's be honest, friends, okay? You'll never be ready. (laughs) So many things in life you are are not going to be ready for and you just have to go for it. And small business is just the same. If you wait until you have all the money you need or all the things right or your life's perfect to start your small business, you're never going to start it. And not to be discouraging because you know what? That's that's just life. That's how it is. But for those of you who are interested in starting a small business, we are going to share with you guys a couple quick tips of things to do when you get started because we don't want your fear hold you back from your potential because I don't, I still don't have my ducks in a row. We're several years in and I still don't have my ducks in a row, but you know what? We're making it happen. And I want the same for you. Welcome to the dreamer to entrepreneur podcast, a show designed to motivate and inspire women to stop sitting on the sidelines of life and finally take action towards accomplishing their dreams. Join us, Brittany Hughes and Amanda Benedict, as we share business advice, as well as our own experiences of starting and building a successful business while also juggling mom life. You'll also hear from other amazing women who bring their own message and advice to the show through inspiring interviews. It's all collaboration over competition here. Get ready to dream big, take action, and always show kindness. Let's dive in. So Brittany, why don't you start us off and share with us one tip for someone starting a small business? Okay. So first off, I recommend figuring out what your overall goal is. And you can think about this in terms of, you know, is it time freedom? Are you a mom? Do you want more time at home with your kids? Do you want that freedom and flexibility to be able to take them to school, pick them up, take them to all their after school activities and be there for homework and cook dinner and, you know, do all the things. So do you want that time freedom Or is it more money freedom? Do you want to make more money to be able to go on extra vacations or buy, you know, a new wardrobe? You know, is money more important to you? Or is it travel freedom? Are you somebody that wants to be able to just kind of pick up and go whenever you please and not have to worry about turning in PTO days or, you know, being there for a team of employees or needing to be at a certain event or that sort of thing. So I think overall is figuring out that goal. And I used to just think that you need to do what you love. You know, you always hear that quote or people telling you, just do what you love, just do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life. And I do agree with that. 
but to an extent. Of course, you want to love what you're doing and you want to love your business, but at the same time, it needs to be realistic. For instance, to give you an example, my overall life goal is to own an animal sanctuary or an animal rescue. I love animals. I love being around them. Anybody that knows me knows that I should be working with animals. And I do. I I plan to do that at some point in my life. However, right now, it's not realistic for me to start an animal rescue. A, I've spoken to many owners of animal rescues, and they say that the biggest thing that is required is time. You know, you need to be there when you bring in a new pet, or not a new pet, but a new animal. You You need to take care of all of their needs that they need immediately. A lot of times it's kind of around the clock care for the first few days, first few weeks, helping them get adjusted and all the medical issues that you have to tend to. It's also a lot of community outreach and getting people aware. So it's just, it's a lot of time. And time is the one thing I do not have a lot of right now because I am a mom to a seven-year-old and, you know, I, it's very, very important for me that I am there to take him to school, pick him up from school and take him to all of his after-school activities. I want to be very present in his life on a daily basis. And so, you know, as you all know, if you've listened to our episodes up until this point, he is and was my reason for starting my business so I could have more time with him. And so time is just not something that I had. And so the business of, you know, starting an animal rescue, that is a goal of mine, but it's not a goal that needs to be accomplished right now. And so I found something that A, gave me that time freedom and B, I love it. I still, I absolutely love what I do. And so I think you just need to really think about if the business is going to be realistic for your life right now in this moment. And don't don't think about so far ahead because in the three short years that I've had my business, it's changed so much. And I've been introduced to so many different opportunities and met so many different people that I could take my business and do a lot of different things now that I never would have imagined three years ago. So figure out your overall goal Make sure it is a realistic goal that is going to accomplish the goal that you want to achieve right now in this moment of your life, in this season of your life, and just start and see where it goes because your business will flourish. It will change and just see where the journey leads you. So my first tip would be to invest in yourself and that in turn is also investing in your business. and. I don't necessarily mean, you know, money or material things, but investing in yourself, there's a, a couple different things that you can do to invest in yourself. Because let's be honest, there's a lot of work that goes into starting a new business. A lot of groundwork has to be laid. There's a lot of hard work, a lot of sacrifice. And, you know, it takes starting a small business, it takes a lot of time, energy money, mental health, and you want to invest in yourself so that you don't experience burnout, entrepreneurial burnout. And there's a couple things you can do that invest in yourself. A, read a book. So 
gaining knowledge is a way to invest in yourself. And then in turn, you're investing in your business as well, because you are your business. So find a book, you know, whatever your business is, if you are designing a website and you don't really know how, well, learn, learn how, read a book, find, you know, different tips and tools that you can put in your toolbox. You may not use them all right up front, but you know, start building your toolbox so that you will grow your knowledge. And so whenever you need those things, you kind of already have them on the back burner. And with that too, while you are gaining knowledge, invest in a course, invest in class or course that can teach you. Because yeah, you can probably figure out everything on your own. Like, you know, you can, but Sometimes the time by taking a course, investing in good courses, you can get some of your time back, save yourself some time and some headache. And I mean, I would definitely do your research, make sure, you know, read some reviews on different courses, reach out to other entrepreneurs in your field, see what courses maybe they have tried, they have done. But yeah, invest in a course and, you know, you will get your money back in tenfold but you will also get time, more time back and really probably, you know, mental health. (laughs) You will probably be in a much better mental health state just by, because I have done that a lot where I just will be like, oh, I can figure it out myself. Oh, I don't need, you know, I'll get on Illustrator and I'll figure it all out. And I don't know the half of it. So (laughs) investing in yourself by taking a really good quality course where you can gain knowledge on a certain subject matter, I think is a great way to invest in yourself and in turn invest in your business. Another thing too, you, like I've said, it's a lot of hard work. It's a lot of sacrifice and you have to take care of your health. That means eating right. That means, you know, it doesn't, you don't have to, I, y'all, I don't exercise. You don't have to exercise, but get outside, walk around, take care of your physical health, as well as your mental health. That is a way to invest in yourself and invest in your business. And I know it can be hard. I get on like that cycle of I want to work, 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 work all the time and not take breaks. But it's sometimes it's good to take breaks and to, you know, take care of your mental health because again, it's going to prevent burnout because burnout is real. It can happen. It is you're going to struggle owning a small business. It's not all rainbows and butterflies. So just make sure you are taking care of your physical health, eating right, drink your water. It is, you need your water. (laughs) If you don't do anything else, drink your water and making sure you're taking care of your physical health and your mental health. And those are just a couple ways that you can invest in yourself that will in turn be an investment in your business. Absolutely. I completely agree with all of that. So my next tip is to do your market research. So you've figured out what business you want to do. You've taken the steps to learn what you need to learn to get your business going. And the next step is to do your market research and figure out, I think very first off is who your ideal client or customer is. We have a whole episode geared around this. So 
go check that out. We will have that link in the show notes if you need to help figuring out that ideal client or customer. And so then once you have that figured out, then you want to do market research and figure out where they're hanging out. And once you do that, you should know exactly how or who you're speaking to when it comes to promoting your business and creating those marketing materials. And then you should also know where to put or push those marketing materials out to. So for instance, we can take mine and Amanda's business, for instance. So we both are, I would say our our ideal client is very much that millennial mom slash female. We both kind of speak to the same person. However, we could go down a rabbit hole of really, really getting to know Amanda's ideal customer versus my ideal client. And then also, where are they hanging out? So Amanda's ideal customer is more than likely going to be on Instagram, which is why she heavily, you know, is heavily posting on Instagram. You can see her posting almost daily and talking about all of the pieces of clothing and products that she has to offer. Me, my ideal client is is more so mixed between Instagram and Facebook. And so in the beginning, when I was really just starting to market my business, I got into Facebook groups and I was networking with the women in certain Facebook groups. And then Instagram, I was speaking to my ideal client on Instagram. And so you notice that neither of us are on Twitter. Neither of us are on LinkedIn. Well, I'm on LinkedIn. I just, I never physically get on LinkedIn, Um, but I'm there if you would like to connect with me. But, you know, I'm not heavily promoting on LinkedIn. And so you really just want to figure out where you need to be. And in the beginning of your business, I recommend just choosing one platform. Do not overwhelm yourself with trying to be in all the places at once. Do your market research, figure out where your ideal person is hanging out at and focus on that. Learn all the things for that platform and promote yourself there. And then once you've created your account on that platform, start connecting with other people, start networking, and then getting in there and doing some market research there. And so once you start connecting with people that are like your ideal client, reach out to them and say, hey, what issues are you you know, coming across in blah, blah, blah? What are three things that you could really use help with right now? Um, and just getting in there, asking those questions and getting feedback, never coming from a place of sales. You never want to just hop in there and be like, hey, I've got this to offer. Would you like to buy this? Like, no, creating those connections, asking them what their struggles are and really just gathering, gathering, gathering all of that research so you can really understand how you can help them. And then once you have all of that research, then you can really build upon your products and services. Amanda, what is your final tip? So my second tip for a new small business owner is to have a professional website is a must. And I will tell you, I meet people all the time, always traveling, always on the road. And the number one question I get asked is, do you have a website? So create yourself a professional looking website. 
So you can, it's pretty easy and it's really not super expensive to create a domain name. I personally used GoDaddy to get my domain and you just pay one fee. I want to say it's like every three years you have to re-up it, but it's pretty simple to do. Again, there's a lot of different websites. Like I said, I use GoDaddy. You can use Squarespace. You can use Bluehost. There's a lot of different websites you can go to to create your domain name. I do think it is good to have, again, have a special domain name that's unique and special to your business and a website. And I know a lot of people, and I do have an Etsy store. I know a lot of people get started on Etsy. And there are, I think, benefits and drawbacks to it. The benefit would be there is a lot more exposure because people know Etsy. The drawback is they take quite a bit (laughs) of your revenue. So again, I do have one. I actually started after I started my website just to kind of, you know, just add a little extra revenue there. I don't make a whole lot off of it, but it does get your name out there because there is that exposure. But I would encourage you also to have a nice professional website, even if you just have like a nice, beautiful landing page. That's a good start. Somewhere to send customers to or send clients to get some professional headshots, some professional photography. Trust me, we live in a visual world. People are visual. And just from an aesthetic standpoint, it does matter. It does make a difference. And it kind of gives you more value. And, you know, by having a professional looking website that people are looking at. And then two, after, like I said, you get your domain name. I am not a website designer. I am not a technology person in the least. I can barely work my my cell phone, okay? But there are several different platforms you can use to create a website. Personally, being in a good field, I use Shopify. Super easy. You know, there's a little, there's always going to be a little bit of a learning curve. Again, I don't know all the ins and outs. I'm not a professional, but if you go to my website, it looks nice. I have had other people tell me it looks nice and it looks decent. They have free layouts. And so that is just what I choose to use being in the goods, consumer goods business. But there's several different, I guess, platforms you can use to design a website. I know Wix, WordPress. Yeah. So, Again, if you are needing help, there are certainly resources. There are certainly classes you can take. There are forums you can find online. I'm sure that there are books you can read to help you along the way. You know, if you're lucky enough, maybe you have a friend who who is more tech savvy than you. I know that certainly helps me out sometimes. But yeah, I definitely would encourage you if you are new starting a business to create a professional looking website or just a landing page, just somewhere out here in the internet that you can send people to because they are going to ask for it and how they can find you on the internet and stuff like that. It really does help. Awesome. So these are our four tips for just getting your business up and off the ground in four simple steps. If you've been holding off, putting things off, having those limiting beliefs in your head, I would focus on these four steps. First, figuring out that overall goal. Second, 
focusing on you, pouring into you, you know, reading a book, finding a course, taking care of yourself and investing in yourself so you can then have all of the knowledge mentally, physically, you know, everything you need to then pour into your business. Once you have all of that, then do your market research, figure out who your ideal client is, where are they hanging out, and then you will be good to go to start marketing your business. And then number four is a website or landing page, something aesthetically visual, professional that you can put in front of those clients' customers. So if you have any questions, if you need help with any of these steps, feel free to reach out. We are on Instagram at dreamer.2.entrepreneur, and we'd be more than happy to help. So we hope you have a wonderful week, and we will be back in your ears in two weeks. Thank you for listening to our mommy show. Please subscribe and share with all your friends. See you in two weeks. Have a good day.